Welcome to the Thunder Buddies podcast. I'm Joe Masato, joined by Barry Trammell, here to recap the Thunder's 103-99 loss to the Sacramento Kings on Tuesday night at Chesapeake Energy Arena. It was a, finally a Thunder Kings game, the, the last team the Thunder has faced this season. Uh, three of these final seven games are a, a, against the Kings, so it's just bizarre to be this late in the season and, and not see this matchup. And it wasn't exactly um, an instant classic, Barry. The, the Kings had a few guys out. Uh, the Thunder actually were near full health, and this was a game the Thunder had a chance to win. Um, Isaiah Roby had a decent look at a three-pointer with eight seconds left to tie the game. Uh, Darius Baisley played great in the fourth quarter. He had 10 points in the fourth quarter as the Thunder really came back, uh, came from behind by 17 points down in this one to make it a game. And um, I sort of described it afterwards, you know, the, the Thunder's bench was holding their breath to see if Roby's shot would go in. And a lot of Thunder fans were holding their breath for the opposite reason, hoping that it would probably rim out uh, as it did, uh, because the Thunder all of a sudden have, have moved up uh, the lottery board and, and now have sole possession of fourth place, which uh, is the first time that's happened. So a lot to unpack there, Barry. Where where do you want to start? Well, uh, I think we could start with five and a half minutes left. Let's see, five, four. Yeah, 548 left. Um, your good friend Buddy Heald makes a uh, makes a three, and the Kings go up 13, and it was looking like a glorious night for the Thunder because the, uh, the Cavaliers were going to the wire with the Suns. The, uh, the, Mag- the, the Pistons were, uh, were very close to the, uh, <laughs> yeah. to the Hornets, and then the Thunder's getting beat decisively. Well, turns out Cavaliers get blown out in overtime. Turns out uh, Charlotte holds on to beat to beat uh, Orlando. And, and the Thunder almost won. <laughs> and the Thunder almost wins. You know, Darius Paisley has the ball down one with 40 seconds left or however much time. Driving. Um, it gets uh, DeLon Wright slaps the ball out of his hands and off of his leg. Uh, goes to review and they give the ball to Sacramento and it's a very harrowing finish. Uh, <laughs> it, it turned out okay. Could have been better, but it could have been worse. Um, that Sacramento team was missing a lot of good players. I mean, they were missing three, yeah. four best players. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox, best. Garrison Barnes, and Tyrese Halliburton. So three yeah, I mean, players. three of their five best players. So um, you know, this was a this was a vulnerable situation for the Thunder and. Um, it came out okay, wise, and, and and that's. But it's going to be, you know, I think it's going to be harrowing in Sacramento. Thunder could win one of those two games. Yeah, it depends. You know, Fox could come out of health and safety protocols. I don't exactly know the timeline on that. But you look at the difference between fourth and fifth uh, in the lottery odds. Fifth, we've been talking about for weeks because that's where the Thunder has basically been, um, and uh, basically that's a. 42% chance of the top four pick, 10.5% chance of the number one pick. And fourth, where the Thunder is now, that bumps up to a 48.1% chance of the top four pick, so a six percentage increase. And then the number one pick is a 12.5% chance, which is just behind those top three, which all have a 14% chance at the number one pick. And, you know, just to look at this further, so the Thunder has right now a 48% chance at a top four pick. They also have a 48% chance at the number five pick, 
Barry, I am horrible at math, so I'm, I, I don't I don't know what that equates to as percentage of, of a top five pick, but um, 48 at the top four and 48 at the top five, they got to be feeling fairly good. I think that's I think that's in the neighborhood of 72 percent. Okay, thank uh, you for being for, for a top four pick. I'm not completely sure because one of these times I, I did the sim, something similar and I came up with the Thunder having 115 <laughs> percent of uh, of ha- or or whoever whoever I don't know if it's the Thunder who, I, but I, I think that's what it would be. But um, you know the the sort of the encouraging thing is they're only a half game. Out of third place, yeah. Um, with with the uh, with the T Wolves and, uh, and third thirds as good as first. Thirds as good as first, and Minnesota. Let's see, Minnesota. Uh, here's Minnesota's finishing schedule. Uh, this is getting this this will this will warm the hearts of, of Thunder fans. Uh, home against Memphis, certainly winnable. At Miami, probably not, but. At Orlando, somebody's got to win. <laughs> Detroit, somebody's got to win. And then three home games, Denver, Boston, Dallas, probably not winnable games. Um, but if if those, any of those teams are locked in, they'll be resting guys and everything else. So you never know. So it, it, it's quite feasible the Thunder could, could pass Minnesota. Uh, so That's off- insane we're talking about this after where they were in the first half of the season. But that's yeah. what happens when you lose what eighteen and nineteen, and you know they're on another four-game losing streak. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know what? Uh, it's it's not. I mean, it's goofy to talk like this. It's counterintuitive. It's all those things, but it's the reality. And if you're going to tank, that's what happens. It's a bizarre world. You turn the you turn the standings upside down. When I go to the when I go to uh, the NBA standings. And and uh, click on them. I don't look at the conference standings. I click on the button that says league. Yeah, all thirty teams together. And then I click on the button that says percentage, and it puts the worst teams at the top. And then I have my standings. So it's the race you know, to the bottom. It's 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 the it's the it's the world in which we live. We don't we know we don't live in the world we want. We live in the world we do. So uh, that that's where it's at tonight. Speaking of tanking Barry there's uh I, I would say the prominent not prominent but uh Thunder fans on Twitter who are uh, always quite vocal on Twitter and I see sometimes um tweet things were quite upset at the Thunder's lineup today wondering and and for for a good reason you know Lou Dort's out there they're, they're basically as close to full strength as, they, as they've been since Shea Gilgis Alexander's been out now Poku was out uh, with knee soreness, and you know, you even asked Mark Daniel to, after the game if they thought about resting Dort a little bit. But I thought this would be a game where you know one or two guys might rest, or just they don't even have to be on the injury report. They just don't have to play. Like Kenrich Williams, for example, tonight was a healthy scratch. He was available. He just didn't play. But um, we didn't really see much, you know, any additions on the injury report or anything like that, which I thought was a little interesting, just because. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Listen, here's the deal. Let's just be honest. It's time to shut Lou Dort down. He doesn't need to play anymore this season. Lou Dort is scheduled to play for the Canadian national team, which means the, the dang national camp starts in about a month. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy, he's, he's been playing in this terribly condensed schedule. Now they've done a nice job, you know, resting him and things. But 
he's going to be back at it. And, you know, Lou Dort's not the kind of guy that's going to go out there and loaf for the, for the Maple Leafs. I mean, he's going to, he's going to have at it. So I'd, I'd, I'd take his Jersey away. I'd take his, I'd take his sneakers away. I'd do it right now. I'd do it before they leave the arena tonight. <laughs> Seen enough of Lou Dort. No more. And you know what? I think I'd be saying this, even if we weren't talking about lottery balls. Yeah. Even I mean, from a health perspective. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's, he's, He's done all he can do this year. He's clearly proven anything he could prove. He's developed in wonderful ways. No reason to risk getting this guy hurt or worn out more. Get him, get him off, and, and if he's got to go play for the Canadians, which I love myself from Canada, but I wish he would skip the Canadian national team. But if he's going to do it, give him some rest right now. Don't have him go out there and chase Buddy Heald around two more times or Steph Curry two more times. Or uh, Luka Doncic, who they they finished with Dallas and somebody I forgot. Clippers. Who. Yeah, yeah, go out there and chase Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, that that'd be a lot. Paul George, yeah. Uh, get set that guy down, down, down. Do it now. Do it now. Well, well, it will be interesting to see just how they handle that. And again, it like is would help the lottery odds. So that's that's going in the right direction, no matter who they're throwing out there. Um, just with some of these lineups, and it would certainly help from a you know health standpoint. But you know, Dagnall said it wasn't a question for him as far as if Dort is slowing down. But um, who knows on that front? By the way, Dort struggled shooting the ball tonight. He was three of sixteen, two of eight from three. Really, the whole Thunder struggled to shoot the ball. By the way, this was this was a very fun matchup. Well, not for anyone really, but I thought it was a cool matchup because it was the worst defense in the league the kings are on pace to have the worst defense defensive rating in nba history offenses really? across oh, the nba God. so the kings are are going to make history and the thunder has the worst offensive rating um not in league history but just by a pretty wide margin this season so worst worst defense against the worst offense i was wondering who would have the edge and the king's uh, defense played like the 76ers tonight the thunders shot 36 percent uh, 30% from three. They did get to the free throw line uh, 25 times, shot 25 free throws. But um, you look up and down the starting five, Roby was two of eight. Basically, he did have 24. He was seven of 18. Brown was three of eight. Dort, three of 16. Maladone, two of 10. The bench did some good things, but the starters really struggled to score. Yeah, it was, you know, they got going in the fourth quarter. Some Sacramento's defense is so bad. But uh, those first three quarters, not good, not good offense at all. They did not look good. They didn't uh, didn't make shots. They didn't do much of anything. But now part of this bad field goal percentage, though, is um, is some some of those Courtney Perez rebounds by Moses Brown, um, which he gets you know two or three two or three shots on one possession, and when I just tipping the ball, trying to tip it in, ended up with seventeen rebounds, I think. Um, so he's, you know, his a little bit of that is, is that percentage is a little bit off kilter, but, uh, yeah, not a good offensive performance. This is not a, this is not a good offensive team anyway, when they play bad, it's even worse going back to Lou Dort. Dort was, let's see, what was Lou tonight? He was a three of 16, two of eight, and he's, he's struggling, um, you know, his last his last uh, two games now he's three of sixteen he's a uh, seven of thirty five shooting. Oof. 
and, and two of nine from deep against Phoenix. Um, I think you can make the case on uh, two of nine against Phoenix, two of eight tonight. I think you can make the case he's, he's tired uh, even offensively because he plays so hard and he goes at it. Um, and he doesn't just do it on offense. I mean, he's doing it on defense too. I thought he did a nice job uh, not letting Buddy Heald get, get a bunch of open looks tonight. So um, I just, uh, yeah, it, it, this is, uh, I, I think uh, some of the, uh, some of the fatigue factor that seeped across the league, I think it's starting to seep into the thunder. Yeah. Completely for somebody like Moses Brown and Lou Dork and, and, and guys that are either playing a lot of minutes or playing uh, physical basketball when they're not necessarily used to it. Barry, I still don't have a great, great feel for the Gabriel Deck situation um, and just, you know, what he might become. Um, but he was he was pretty good tonight. He had 16 points. He was 5 of 7. He was uh, aggressive early, like more aggressive, I think, than we've seen him. He was pretty passive to begin with. Um, made a three tonight. He he was isolated against Ter- Terrence Davis to start the game, and he basically motioned for everyone to clear out. And he just took Terrence Davis one-on-one and finished with a hook shot. So he he plays pretty physical. Um, don't know about the jump shot. It's a weird-looking shot. But he seems to be pretty active defensively, um, kind of a hustle guy. I mean, I know you compared him to Kenrich Williams last game. I think that's probably a pretty good comparison. Williams certainly shoots it better. But what, anything new you noticed from Deck tonight? Um, no, but I'm more impressed with him every time. I'm more impressed with him every time. Um, I just uh, he seems to he seems to know how to play, which is not which is not surprising. Uh, he really sort of he I can't remember if it's us that talked about him. You know his he's got some you know the similarities to Kenrich Williams, um, but he's he's got a feel for the game and and. It, can can get things done. So uh, I'm bigger on him now. What's he played? Four games or five? I think Can't four. Remember. Okay. Yeah. After every game, I feel better about about what I see. I think he probably does have um, have has a future in the NBA. I wasn't sure of that after that first game I saw. Uh, so um, I, I like him. I don't know if it's the Thunder that's going to keep him or what, but I, I bet I bet he's on an NBA roster next October. Yeah, I, I'm still a little more skeptical. I think I think I would lean a little more no than yes, but it's such a small, such a small sample, and just the way that contract is it's set up, it's obviously so easy for the Thunder to get out of. But if someone is interested, it can certainly be traded as well. Um, saw some Jalen Horde tonight. He played 18 minutes, scored nine points. Um, I don't know, Barry. We we don't see Jalen Hort every night, so I thought we'd talk a little bit about Hort. He came came to post game. Uh, nothing too flashy for him, but seems like he plays hard. Uh, gets some rebounds. Had had seven rebounds tonight. Nine nine point seven rebounds. I think he's not a bad player. Now I don't know if he's got a future in the NBA. I don't know that, but he's got a little bit of game. Um, I think he knows how to play. I don't know that he's ever going to be a rotational player, you know, if he sticks. He, he's ahead of Josh Hall in your two-way oh, player. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I don't know if Josh Hall starts for your OSU. I really don't. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's 
not any good at all. That bank shot, really, you know what? That, there needs to be an NBA rule that if that if you bank in twenty five footer from the wing, that it, the basket's disallowed. It should be called basket interference. I, I feel bad because I knew I was setting you up for this. I just want I wanted <laughs> to take the bait. I mean, if I'm Adam, Adam, if I'm, if I'm I did it again. If I'm Luke Walton. Walk out on the court and with my hand palms up. I just, that's all I do. I just walk out to midcourt and uh, and say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I implore, I implore you. But uh, stupid me. I just called again. I did that. I did that. Did I ever tell you the story? I called him when he was a player. I was interviewing him. We went in the locker room when he's playing for I can't remember the Lakers or somebody. I called him Adam because that's his little brother. Maybe it's his big brother. I don't know. It's one of his brothers is uh, Adam Walton who played it. San Diego State or someplace. And um, I called him and he said, oh, I'm Luke. So uh, I did it again. I can't even, he's, you know, he's coaching in the NBA and I can't even get his name right. Golly, and that was a long time ago. So it's it stuck with me. Like yes, yeah, like 10 years ago. It's like 11 years. It might have been during the playoff series. <laughs> uh, that's that's funny. Well, any, uh, what did you think of that last possession? Mark Dagnall opted not to call timeout. The ball's in tail Maladon's hands. They get it to Roby. Um, you know, a decent look at it, but would you bad? Yeah, it wasn't bad. It's not like you got Clay Thompson, Reggie Miller out there running around. I mean, somebody had to shoot a three. And um it's just fun to see that group in like a late game situation because it's I assume it's just you know, a lot of uncomfortableness out there. Not sure what's going on. Yeah, so um you know, I thought the Kings did a Decent job for being as bad as they are. A decent job of not giving the Thunder uh, a three. And um, so that was a pretty good look. When you get that look, you got to take five seconds left. What was it? I think you probably shot it with six and a half seconds left. You got you to take that shot unless you're Moses Brown or somebody. So, um, and Roby can make shots. I mean, he's not, he's not terrible on the perimeter. So I, I had no problem with that. I thought they held up. I thought they held up okay in that regard, and um, you know, even down to the point they made the th- they made the Kings work on the inbounds play and made them call a timeout one time, and then uh, got the ball to Holmes, who's actually I guess a decent foul shooter, seventy nine percent, but he sure doesn't look like it. Yeah, and he missed the first, made the second to secure the game, but um, but no, I I thought the Thunder played. You know, for for no more experience than they have in close games, I thought they held up okay. I really hey, did. Anything else from the game before we get to a bit of news? Uh, before, uh, not no. It was fun. Uh, I wish I'd been sitting with you because uh, we got two. What was it? Been out? It's been twenty six months ago. We spent five days in Columbia, South Carolina, at the NCAA basketball regional, and we watched the Sooners play back to back games. And among the players that we saw the Sooners compete against were uh, were Kyle Guy, Kai uh, Jerome, Kai Jerome, and your good friend Terrence Davis. He was on that old oh, list. Yeah, that's true. At the Sooners, so three of the three of the guys that were in Columbia with us um, were, were on the court tonight. So that was that was yeah, pretty that, cool. That, that, and Terrence Davis was good. He was good tonight. He had eighteen points and uh, for the Kings coming off the bench. Um, so. Uh, I had no idea Kyle Guy was in the in the NBA. Um, He's I mean, on a two-way deal, I think. 
Well, here, here's here's what needs to be on a two way deal is the thun, is the king uniforms. That's what needs to be on a two way. <laughs> <laughs> a 10 day contract or 10 minute contract. The numbers were hard to see, at least from he's got, where I was He's got a dang yeah, cow guy's number seven. He's got a, got a hyphen right through the middle of the seven. It's the dangest thing. I, I don't know. Is that a European thing or what's going on there? I didn't like that a bit. But, um, but it, you know, but it was sort of fun to see those guys, um, you know, play some ball. Uh, cow guy, I don't think is the NBA player that Ty Jerome is. Yeah. Um, but that was a know. good. That was a good college backcourt. By the way, that Columbia trip is one of my favorite all time. Good memories of, of that trip, including uh, including uh, sleeping at the uh, Atlanta, Atlanta airport and taking an Uber home from Dallas. So yeah. that was <laughs> that was a memorable. Uh, yeah, I said five days. It's actually six days because we didn't get home. When we were supposed to, and driving through a uh, winding gravel road to get to our hotel. Yeah, we had sort of right in the middle, right in the middle of a capital city, and our <laughs> so secluded that it was like going through the, you know, like trying to get to the back, you know, with. Uh, so it was, it was, it was a fun time, no yeah. doubt. About it. Um, Barry, we got a little news pregame. So, um, Mark Dagnall. Uh, I, just the last couple of games, I've been asking him for an update on Shea Gilgis Alexander because I said he was going to be reevaluated in two weeks, uh, and that was two weeks ago. It's actually four weeks since the, or a little more than then since the initial injury that was in late March, um, since he's been out with plantar fasciitis, and it's only been listed as plantar fasciitis, which is by definition inflammation of the plantar fascia. And today, um, Mark Tegnell said he has a significant tear. Uh, of the plantar fascia, and obviously I am not a doctor, but a tear is a little different than inflammation. Um, and, you know, I, I knew that, you know, we knew this was a legitimate injury. I think a lot of people have assumed this is a fake injury that the Thunder has made up uh, to set Shea Gilgis Alexander and increase their lottery odds. But um, it's very much a real thing. I think the Thunder sort of was more specific today than they have been because of that perception of whether or not it's a legit legitimate injury. Um, but I just thought that was interesting that now we learn it was like a tear um, when before it was just inflammation, kind of a similar thing happened. Darius Bailey was out for a while with a shoulder contusion. And then someone asked Darius what happened to him. And he said he fractured his scapula, uh, which is a bone in the shoulder. So some of these seem to be more severe than what they're being listed as. But I, I just thought the, the update on Shea was somewhat interesting. It was. Um, I mean, I'm not a big enough uh, expert on, on plantar fasciitis to know, you know, how often it comes with a tear and what those. Yeah, me, 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 me. Know, and maybe a I tear, think, maybe a tear can fit into the definition. I'm not saying it's been listed yeah, wrong, but right, it just sounds more serious. They haven't used the word tear until today. And it's a case of. You know that that the whole SGA thing is a case of um, the Thunder is being extra careful with him. It would be anyway. Uh, I think plantar fasciitis is something you could actually play on if you if you had to. You know, it's a very painful thing, um, but there's just no reason to take any risks at all. Put the guy in a walking boot if you have to, and. and and you know, lock up his jersey and sneakers. You know, same with Lou Dort's and, well, and like Dort, he's going to want to play for Canada. Exactly, which you know, hopefully that won't happen either. 
Uh, maybe they won't qualify. Have they already qualified? They have not qualified. Well, maybe they'll get beat. Maybe they'll get <laughs> against, like, like I said, I love Canada. That would hurt you to cheer against the Canadians. I, 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 uh, it would pain me. I, but, you know, sometimes you got to take one for the team. <laughs> so, um, yeah, international basketball. Not, not international basketball. National team basketball. No fan at all. No fan. I'm actually not a fan of, of any um, international team sports. I think that's sort of goofy. Soccer, basketball, whatever. Uh, I, I didn't mean, know that about you. Yeah, I think it's goofy. The Olympic gold in team sports is silly. I don't, You're not a big World Cup fan either? Oh, my goodness, no. Um, although I do like to see the African nations win. That's cool when Nigeria can beat Spain or something. Yeah. You know, sign me up for that. But uh, Germany against Brazil, how about I just pass and go break it on? So, um, no, I don't like it. And um, especially when you're talking about the, about the, uh, about the professional level where you know, they're not paying SGA a ton yet and they're paying door chump change. But, you know, when you're paying somebody $15 million a year or $18 million a year and he goes and, you know, sprains an ankle or breaks a leg playing for somebody else, uh, my enthusiasm goes down. So um, I, I don't know that I don't know that the uh, the NBA. I, I tend to think they're not on the right track on that. I think they need to be more uh, more diligent about saying, "Listen, we're paying you guys a lot of money. Let's well, let's not worry too much about this nationalism stuff." Yeah, I'll just say that the um, Thunder won't be at all disappointed if Canada does not qualify for the Olympics. <laughs> I think there might be a celebration in the front office. Probably so. Probably so. Uh, that will do it for us tonight. Thank you guys for listening to Thunder Buddies podcast. We will be back with you Thursday night to recap Thunder versus the Warriors.